Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. Good morning. We gather as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. Whoever you are, we welcome you. Wherever you come from, we welcome you. Whomever you love, we welcome you. May this be a place where you can be your fullest and most authentic self. In this spirit, we extend a special welcome to our visitors. Thank you for being with us today. When the waters are deep, friends carry me over. When I cry in my sleep, love call me home. Time ferry me down the river, friends carry me safely over. Life tend me on my journey. melancholy time for me. It is such a beautiful season with its crisp air and bright blue skies, but it is the precursor of winter and it brings with it the sadness of loss. Loss of two of my precious siblings, my sister and one of my brothers, both in November during different years and under vastly different circumstances. Not a day goes by that I don't mourn for them. 
November is also significant for many Christian religions. Growing up in the Roman Catholic tradition, All Saints and All Souls Days were honored and revered in my household. All Saints Day is a time when Catholics celebrate the communion of saints as a holy day of obligation, meaning that you had to attend Mass. But you also got the day off of school, a great benefit after having trick-or-treated the night before. All Souls Day was a day of prayer and remembrance for those family and friends who had preceded us in death. These days were significant to my family, especially in view of my siblings' November deaths. However, I remember even more significantly the care with which my paternal grandparents gave these holy days. My Czech grandparents lived in south-central Texas, and our deceased relatives were buried in the small cemetery behind a beautiful country church. In a labor of love, my grandparents joined other congregants in cleaning family gravesites, and my grandmother carefully scrubbed the tombstones of not only her deceased husband, but the tombstones of my grandfather's deceased mother, wife, and child. This labor of love was never lost on me. My grandmother's care and attention to the memory of those deceased family members, even though they were not her blood relatives. Grandma honored our faithful departed and our family's communion of saints in the seemingly mundane act of scrubbing and cleaning. But she turned that task into a prayer of remembrance and reverence. My hope for all of us, this community of saints and souls, is that we will be remembered and treasured after we are gone. Whether someone is scrubbing our tombstones or honoring our memory in some other reverent manner. To quote Ground of Being by Kenneth Patton, in far off times, others will put their carvings besides yours and light candles, where long ago yours burned away. In their celebrations, there will be a lingering of your questions and your solicitations. The rafters and pillars will remember your dreams, and your children will discover the beauty of your ancient hands. May the souls of the faithful departed rest in peace. Come, let us worship together. My old friend, I recall The times we had are hanging on my wall I wouldn't trade them for gold They laughed and they cried me they somehow sanctify me They're woven in the stories I have told Tell again, my old friend I apologize For the years that have passed Since the last time you and I Dusted off those memories The running and the races people and the places there was always somewhere else I had to be time gets thin my old friend 
readings entitled All is Well by Henry Scott Holland. Death is nothing at all. I have only slipped away into the next room. I am I and you are you. Whatever we were to each other, that we still are. Call me by my old familiar name. Speak to me in the easy way which you always used. Put no difference in your tone. Wear no forced air of solemnity or sorrow. Laugh as we always laughed at the little jokes we enjoyed together. Pray, smile, think of me, pray for me. Let my name be ever the household word that it once was. Let it always be spoken without effect without the trace of shadow in it. Life means all that it ever meant. It is the same as it ever was. There is no unbroken continuity. Why should I be out of mind because I am out of sight? I am waiting for you, for the interval, somewhere very near, just around the corner. All is well. Our second reading, Peace My Heart, by Rabindranath Tagore. Peace, my heart. Let the time for the parting be sweet. Let it not be a death, but completeness. Let love melt into memory and pain into songs. Let the flight through the sky end in the folding of the wings over the nest. Let the last touch of your hands be gentle like the flower of the night. Stand still, O oh beautiful end, for a moment and say your last words in silence. I bow to you and hold up my lamp to light you on your way. After the church Halloween party a week ago, I went back to the annex. The lights were all off, and as I came in, the basement door popped open. I let out a gentle scream, and then said, hello, Abby, greeting the spirit who is said to haunt our church, one of our earliest ministers, Reverend Abby Danforth. Some of you have shared stories with me of your own odd experiences with hearing footsteps in the church, even though there's no one else in the building. 
a sudden blast of cold air, lights turning themselves on, and other strange happenings that aren't easily explained. I tend to be skeptical of such things. Although in Minneapolis, I often told stories of how my old house had a presence, the spirit of a priest I'd nicknamed grandfather. With a little exaggeration, I could tell a pretty convincing and entertaining story of strange shadows flitting across a mirror, cold spots in rooms that were otherwise quite warm, a cabinet door that managed to come open in spite of Velcro, and the cat watching something that wasn't there. It became even more convincing when I showed people the old photo I'd found in the house of a priest in his turn-of-the-century clerical garb and long beard. I had a party each year to honor Grandfather that included a ritual unveiling of his photograph and telling ghost stories, complete with an accomplice who would make lights and candles flicker. Pure fun and silliness. Just like Halloween, this time of year when a miniature version of death comes to our door and receives our offering of chocolate. We pretend to be scared by the zombie, the witch, the ghost, or the vampire whose costumes do not completely cover their tennis shoes. And we smile as they run back to the parent waiting on the sidewalk. Behind this fun, though, as the days grow short and the leaves become that familiar crunch beneath our feet, nature is saying to us, memento mori. Remember, remember, remember and acknowledge that death is part of the cycle of life. There are many holy days and festivals this time of year about death and remembering the dead. Since the late Middle Ages, the dead have been remembered in Christian countries across the world with church services on All Souls Day. There is Halloween, of course, and the ancient Celtic Holy Day of Samhain. People in Mexico and Latin America celebrate El Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead on November 1st and 2nd. The very mention of death may make some of us uncomfortable. We live in a culture that denies death as much as possible, both in the way we promote youth and beauty and in how death is hidden away and sanitized. Even religious traditions try to soften the harsh reality of death with promises of a blissful life where we'll play bingo with Aunt Ethel for eternity. But speaking honestly of death is healthy and can help us grow spiritually as individuals and as a community. In creating a sacred place where we can tell our stories, share our grief, and reconnect with our history, we become more intimate with one another as we offer care, compassion, and understanding. In a world where we expected to keep our emotions to ourselves, to get over it and move on, To have this place where we acknowledge that grief never truly ends, but a part of living is to live up to our vision to be a caring, inclusive community. Everyone in this room has experienced loss. For some of us, this grief is very fresh with the recent death of a loved one. For others of us, grief has been a long companion. Now in the background of daily life, its edges softened with time. For all of us, through the experience of loss and being present to the loss of others, we are given the opportunity to grow spiritually by feeling deeper compassion. We also experience healing through expressing our grief. Grief and loss are normal human feelings, but they can become toxic if they are not worked through and released. Expressing grief helps us stay both physically and emotionally healthy. 
Today is also an opportunity to reflect on who we are by remembering that we are deeply connected to both the past and the future and honoring our connections with those we love. As we heard in the book, The Invisible String, during our time for all ages, even though you can't see it with your eyes, you can feel it with your heart and know that you are always connected to everyone you love. In naming these connections with our loved ones, we acknowledge that they literally live on in us. Former UUA President Peter Morales tells us to look in the mirror where we will see not only ourselves but also our ancestors. We are the result of the choices made by our parents and grandparents, choices which shape our lives. Acknowledging the truth of death can challenge us to reprioritize our life, to discover again what really matters. My late colleague Forrest Church wrote about how death helped him to live more fully after finding out his cancer was terminal. He said, when dying comes calling at the door like a bracing wind, it clears our being of pettiness. It connects us to others. More alert to life's fragility, we reawaken to life's preciousness. We enter the sacred realm of the heart, where the one thing that can never be taken from us, even by death, is the love we give away before we go. It is love which is the heart of our work of remembering today. At every memorial service, I express one of life's great truths. The love that binds us to one another is stronger than death and will outlast time and even all the stars. John Lovejoy Elliott says, the anguish of parting cannot destroy this most real of all realities. The love has been. The affection has existed. The ties have been woven. Life has been shared, its joys and sorrows. This is as real and strong as anything in life. The love that was once born never dies, for it becomes a part of us, of our lives, woven into the very texture of our being. These words remind us that our loved ones will always be a part of us, for nothing stored safely in our hearts is ever lost, and that their lives can inspire us to live more fully. As we name and remember our beloved dead, let us give thanks for them, the people and animals who helped make life richer and more joyful. In loving us and guiding us, they made the world a better place. May we find peace and comfort in knowing they live on in us, and may we rejoice in the gift of their love for us and our love for them as we remember them. Listen more often to things and to beings. Tis the ancestor's breath when the fire's voice is heard. Tis the ancestor's breath in the voice of the water. Aush, aush. Those who have died have never, never left. The dead are not under the earth. Listen more often to things 
to me Tis the ancestor's breath When the fire's voice is heard Tis the ancestor's breath In the voice of the water Who have died have never, never left. The dead have a pact with the living. They are in the woman's breast. They are in the wailing child. They are with us in our homes. They are with us in the crowd. The dead have a pact with the living. So listen more often to things than to beings. Listen more often to things than to bees. Tis the ancestor's breath when the fire's voice is heard. Tis the ancestor's breath in the voice of the water. Each of us would wish to leave some part of ourselves. Yes, every one of us, some memory, some influence for good. So here and now we bear witness to the memory of our loved ones who in death bequeath a part precious and beloved, which will be with us in truth and beauty, in dignity and courage and love to the end of our days. So writes John Lovejoy Elliott. This morning we take time to remember those who have gone before knowing they are bound to us and to once again engrave their memories upon our hearts. We remember our parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents, all the ancestors to whose love and care and sacrifice we owe our very existence, whose DNA literally lives on in us. We remember other family members who have gone before us, spouses, partners, children, siblings, aunts and uncles, cousins, nieces, and nephews, whose love and companionship made life worth living. We remember our friends and fellow travelers, those whom we have drawn into our circle of life, who have shared the journey with us and continue to guide us on our way. We remember our pets, the animal companions who have enriched our lives and taught us to love and care for all of creation, knowing that our lives are bound together in the interconnected web of all of existence. We remember our spiritual ancestors, our saints, the Unitarians and Universalists, the prophetic people who through the centuries have taught us the values by which we live, who remind us of our own inherent worth and dignity and that of every person, and who are now part of the great cloud of witnesses. With thanksgiving, we remember the leaders, members, and friends of this congregation on whose legacy we now build people who through the years have nurtured and sustained this community we now hallow with our presence. Let us now bear witness to the memory of those in this community who have died this last year. Cheryl Casper. Nancy Smith. Alice McVetty Vars. We now bear witness to our own beloved dead. You are welcome to come forward if you wish. There are several things you can do in memory of your loved ones. Camille has a microphone. You can speak 
their name and relationship to you, and as you do, we'll ring the bell in their memory. There are slips of paper here and markers. You're welcome to write their name and put it in our bowl of remembrance. You're also welcome to write their names in our book of memory. Alice and Arthur Brokaw. John Daniel, my son. My son, Paul. Beverly. My, my son, Stephen Richard Deal. Um, remember my father, Robert Grant, and my grandmother, Gertrude Fisher, and my brother-in-law, Michael DeVault. My parents, Edward and Helen Chufosta, and my cousin, Diane Johnson. Uh, my sister, Lena Kramer, uh, my grandparents, Bob and Jean Kramer, and um, Jack Simonin. My beloved Jim. My grandfather, Rodney Vincent Morris. And my grandparents, Wayne and Emma Craver, and my father, Don Craver. They all gave me so much. Just a great member of our community, Bruce Kent. Um, my dad, George Ronyak. My mom, Florence Ronyak, whose face I see every time I look in a mirror. My sister, Joan, and my brother, Mark. My sister, Emily Pavlicek Diller. My brother, Jim Pavlicek. My friends, Jance Lentz Hatch and Helen Gregory. Let's take a few moments of silent meditation. As we remember in silence with love and tenderness the loved ones we have named and all those we hold in our hearts. Let us take these moments to offer our gratitude for the gift of their lives and to say thank you in our hearts for their companionship. Let us also reassure ourselves that even though their physical presence is gone, through the mystery and power of love, they live on in each of us. Let's enter the silence. It is a custom of mine at every memorial service to light a candle of memory, reminding us that the love of life burns on and invite us to hold the light of our loved ones in our heart. So in honor of all loved ones, I light our candle of memory. May they live on in our hearts, reminding us of all that was beautiful, true, and good in their lives. In the rise, I offer you these words from the Reverend Judith Anderson. Remember us, you who are living, renew us, restore us. Speak for our silence, tell our stories, Continue our work. Bless the breath of life. Sing of the mysteries. Write your heart in the stars. Dance the hidden patterns. Weave the web of love. And now knowing our loved ones live on in our hearts, may we go forth to sing of the mysteries, to weave a web of love, and to continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen and...
Namaste.